Welcome to Wisdom Inspired, a podcast designed to help high achievers to eliminate burnout and overwhelm. Now let's prepare to open our hearts, our minds, and our notebooks to receive today's wisdom. With the call, uh, because last time we were together, we talked on the topic of his plans, God's promises. His plans, God's promises. And we we came to the understanding that the enemy has an all-out plan of attack on God's people. And his plan began since he began, right? And it's in full force today. His plans are predictable because they fall into three categories. Lust of the flesh, pride of the eyes, and lust of the eyes, as outlined in 1 John 2, 15 through 17, Genesis 3, 1 through 7, and Matthew 4, 1 through 11. And so today we're going to be coming from the topic of resisting temptation. Resisting temptation. How do we resist temptation when it is all around us, like everywhere, right? Like everywhere you look, there is just temptation. Well, I believe that it all starts with knowing and being able to recognize who your enemy is, right? And no, there is no, there's no way that we cannot recognize it because if we, we read the scriptures, the scriptures will tell you who he is. The scriptures tells you who he is and how he, he operates. The scriptures tells us that Satan is the supreme tempter according to Matthew 4, 3, and 1 Thessalonians 3 and 5, who has been tempting mankind since the Garden of Eden in Genesis 3, first, and then 1 John 3 and 8. Scripture tells us that Satan is a liar and the, and the father of lies in John 8, 44. It says, he was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, He speaks his own language. That's his native language, for he is a liar and the father of it. Scripture tells us that, right? The enemy has told more lies to more people and angels than any other being ever created. Scripture also tells us that there are names for Satan, right? That describes his true nature the ruler of this world in John 12 and 31, God of this age, God with a little g in 2 Corinthians 4 and 4, the tempter, 1 Thessalonians 3 and 5. He's a deceiver in Revelations 12 and 9. He's wicked in 2 Corinthians 6 and 15, right? He, the scriptures also tells us, tells us that he prowls the earth looking to drive a wedge between God and his people. And his temptations are unfortunately a daily part of our lives. That's why in First Peter 5 and 8 it says, be sober, alert, vigilant, because your adversary the devil as a roaring lion walks about seeking whom he can devour. Every one of us face temptations of some kind. If Jesus was not immune to it, then neither are we. And according to Hebrews 4 and 15, he was tempted in every way, just as we are. It's because our fallen and corrupted human nature that we allow temptations to take root 
causing us to act on them. That's when we are, according to James 1 and 15, giving birth to sin. So it's not that we won't be tempted. It will come looking for us. It will come looking for you. Temptations are all around. It will come looking for you when you least expect it. It will come... It will come after you when you've just consulted with a potential client who later tries to call you and send you a text message with some foolishness saying that you look hot on the video. Can I get with you? Can I get a witness? When you least expect it. Remember the word temptation comes from the Latin word temptar or tempter or taste. It's an enticement and an invitation to sin with the implied promise of something greater being derived from it. God's promise, though, is that with the power of the Holy Spirit and the truth of God's word, it is there to help us, and we will find ourselves effectively resisting temptation. It is the power of the Holy Spirit that enables us to free ourselves from the, from the sin and from temptations. We have the Spirit of Christ in us, the Spirit of God in us, residing in our hearts, and we already have what it takes to resist temptation. So how do we resist temptation? Knowing who he is and how he operates. Next, we have to know the Word of God. Know that the Word of God is always our best defense. And the better we know his word, the easier it is for us to claim victory over the daily struggles. Psalms 119.11 tells us, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. When the Lord was tempted by Satan, he quoted scripture, which caused the enemy to leave him. And so we as Christians must be diligent in studying God's word. Right? Because it makes us wiser than our enemies. How do I know that? Well, Psalms 119, 97 and 98 says, Oh, how I love your law. I meditate on it all day long. Your commands make me wiser than my enemies. So you have the word of God. You have prayer that will help you resist temptation. The night Jesus was betrayed, he prayed in the Garden of, of Gethsemane, and then he told Peter to pray so that you will not fall into temptation. That's in Mark 14 and 38. But also know that when we do fall into temptation, God is faithful. He will not let us be tempted beyond that we can bear. And he will provide us with a way out, a way of escape. We talked about that on yesterday in 1 Corinthians 10 and 13. So this is a promise from God. And like Abraham, we should be fully persuaded that God has the power to do what he promised. Next, fleeing is how we resist temptation. Fleeing from temptation means we recognize that this is an enemy and we go the other way with no hesitation, no compromise. When we don't flee from temptation, action soon follows. Remember in Genesis 39 when Joseph was targeted by his master's wife for an adulterous affair, right? 
She tempted him day after day after day, but Joseph held firm to his conviction and rejected her advances. Not only did he refuse the the seductive wife's advances, but he also avoided even being in her presence, right, except when absolutely necessary. Then one day, when no one else was in the house, no one else was around, she caught up with Joseph and pulled him toward her, say, and trying to seduce him. The scripture says she caught him by his cloak and said, come to bed with me. But he left his cloak in her hand and ran out of the house. He fled temptation. He didn't stand around to argue or give himself time to reconsider. He fled. It's interesting to know that the word flee means run away from a place or situation of of danger, to run rapidly as from danger, to attempt to escape, to hasten from danger or expected evil. We naturally flee from danger, right? When the buildings are kept, when, when there's a building that catches fire, when there's a hurricane that's about to make landfall, or when we hear shots from a gun, we will flee, right? But we don't run or flee when we see some t- temptation coming because we don't see it as a danger. So rather than flee temptation, we dabble in it, deflect it, postpone it, analyze it. We seem to be more concerned with physical dangers than that threaten the physical body, right, than, than we are with spiritual dangers that threaten our soul. We believe the lie that our sinful flesh will somehow strengthen to resist temptation at the last moment. Mm-mm, not going to happen. Lastly, always remember what Jesus Christ did for us on the cross, on the cross. Even though he never committed a sin, he willingly endured the torture of the cross for us while we were still sinners, according to Romans 5 and 8. Every sin we've ever committed or will commit, he gave his life for. How we respond to Satan's invitations and temptations is an indicator as to how much The love of Christ occupies our heart. Armed with God's spirit and with the truth of the word, knowing who the enemy is and how he operates, equips us with to overcome the enemy's assault. It doesn't matter what the temptations are. God's word and spirit are more powerful than any of Satan's schemes or plans. And when we walk with the Spirit, we can look at temptations as opportunities for us to demonstrate that God is indeed the master of our lives. Remember, Satan's plan will never outweigh God's promises. So have you been encouraged? Did today's wisdom inspire you? That is hopefully our prayer. Make sure that you always go to wisdominspired.net to find the links to the, all the platforms where you can binge listen to yesterday's episode and all of the previous episodes. Subscribe, leave us a review. And if you always, and if you'd like to know more 
about our virtual co-working and collaborating community and how we you can benefit from the resources and transformational coaching. As Coach Dorothy said, send us an email to hello at aaccoworking.com. With that said, meet us back on the line next time, same time, same place, same station with more Wisdom Inspired. I hope you enjoyed the episode of Wisdom Inspired that was brought to you by the AAC Coworking Community, a virtual community designed to support female entrepreneurs, business owners, and freelance professionals. For more, go to wisdominspired.net.